Good morning, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. It's Ken Sternfeld. It is July 9th, Monday, and this is the Daily Dose. Hope all of our Pharmacy Podcast Nation listeners had a great holiday weekend. I did. I did. This weekend was kind of the launch of a new process and a new direction for me personally and professionally and the Pharmacy Podcast Network and Helium Radio. We launched the first weekend of The Hub. The Hub is a conversation about healthcare and self-care. And it was just great to have an opportunity just to talk, to kind of set the table, set the ground rules, set the kind of housekeeping issues about The Hub. But what was interesting is that apparently people are listening already. So here I was last evening, kind of the end of the night. It was about, uh, I guess it was around 11 o'clock here on the East Coast. And you know how when you turn your phone into, uh, you know, you're ready to go to sleep or you're ready to call it a day and you turn it into, you know, like, like silent mode so it doesn't ring, but it, you know, may, you know, buzz or this or ping. So, you know, I put it aside and I was charging it for the next day. And all of a sudden, it started to to buzz and to ping. And again, normally, depending on, uh, you know, the situation, I I don't mind picking up the phone or looking at uh, emails. Clearly, I do that all the time, you know, at any time of the day. So I reached over and I saw someone who was contacting me via email uh, from California. And she was inquiring about talking to me about um, her... I guess, reaction to the hub and the things she wanted to talk about. So I responded back to her. Uh, She then, you know, texted me or I I gave her the number and she texted me because I didn't want to wake my wife, you know, on the phone, but I figured text is a a good way to communicate. And apparently this young woman had just finished her uh, shift at CVS. And this is not a reflection on CVS or any any, uh, organization that you work for. But she was working hard, and she was just not feeling that she was getting everything she wanted out of her career. She was a recent grad, someone who was entering off career with a lot of compassion and a lot of passion for the profession. But she just said, I just don't know about what I want to do. So I said, well, you know, number one, I'm glad you reached out, and I'm glad that the conversation about the hub interests you. And it was because it was... Uh, we were talking about how we're going to be talking about mental health. And that uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, we're going to have our first Hub Spotlight guest. And that uh, Hub Spotlight guest is a woman named Jamie who suffers with OCD and has turned her life around. She's not a pharmacist. So I invited this young lady to join us on the call with that patient. Because connecting a pharmacist to a patient is what healthcare is about. So she says, I, I can't, I don't, I don't do podcasts. I can't do that. I said, well, let's just try it. We'll talk tomorrow, which is today. And we're going to schedule some time to chat just so that she feels comfortable because she's a young woman who's concerned about healthcare, not only just for herself, but also for the people who she has in her circle of influence, her loved ones, her family, So I sensed a a, a real compassion in her voice over the text, in the the words that she was saying. So I said, why don't we just chat 
and kind of expand on this conversation. Because the goal for all of us as pharmacists is to be providers. And I realized in conversation that out in California, pharmacists are providers. And in a handful of states across the country, pharmacists are providers. So after I finished with the texting, and I, I, I gave this young woman a, a, a you know time that we could meet conveniently to her schedule today, because Monday she's working as well. I said to myself, myself, now I was pumped up and I couldn't really go back to sleep. I said, what about addressing the providers who are providers already in Pharmacy Podcast Nation? So I got up this morning, and I guess there are a handful of states, not enough, but, uh, you know, found some articles and realized that, uh, you know, states like, of course, California or Ohio last year, I think, was the last one. There, there were movements in 2017 in Idaho, which really made some great strides in Arizona, Maryland, Tennessee. I think Texas is about to become it. Again, I, I haven't been able to really focus on it because it's not enough. I knew by advocating for every state to have provider status was more than important than just zeroing in. But the legislation that is coming in allows pharmacists to do more. Uh, like in Maryland, it allows pharmacists to prescribe contraceptive products. That's important for women's health. Reaching more patients with pharmacists is important. Washington State allows pharmacists to, to provide medication therapy management, you know, in Medicaid in that state. You know, in, in Tennessee, it's, it's pharmacists being able to implement also pilot programs for MTM and things like that. So there really isn't the reason to become a provider because of shortages in physicians in those markets. Those are why some of those laws, all of those laws, are put into place. I take a different approach. I think a provider, pharmacist, service is as important in the most busiest parts of America as they are in rural uh, environments. So in, uh, I guess it was the state of uh, Idaho, I think they really expanded to do things with tuberculosis, tobacco cessation, you know, therapies. And the State Board of Pharmacy wanted pharmacists to really prescribe uh, certain maintenance drugs and certain, uh, you know, things in, that they could do in emergency refills for those medications, over-the-counter uh, prescription medication replacement products, you know, fluoride for young children. So again, I'm thinking that these are game changers. So thanks to this young pharmacist uh, who had a tough day at CVS, uh, but also had the vision that she wanted more, I started to think that we're going to focus on the providers who are already providers. And I'm going to do a kind of a call out. If you're in a state that is provider status and you want to advance your career even more by being paid for those services, now that legislation is in place and they give you, you know, the, the thought that you can do it, let us show you how. The Care One Concierge platform allows you to document. If documentation isn't included in your services, no insurance company is going to pay you. So let us talk to you about that. Reach out to us here at the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Call me directly. Text, you know, 516-817. Well, let me give you an 800 number so you don't have to worry about that. 
MyRxVIP. Contact me at Ken at RxVIP Cares. Follow me. Oh, my God, I never thought I'd say this. Follow me on Instagram at The Concierge Pharmacist. We're also now, because of the expanse of the hub, going to have an Instagram for the hub. Stay tuned. So an old pharmacist who's waiting for his Medicaid, Medicare card to come in the mail on September when I turn 65 is hoping that we're going to be able to bring together providers and future providers and next generation providers to do the kind of things that pharmacists have the ability to do, which is impact patient lives. So this is Ken Sturtfeld for The Daily Dose, speaking to our people, our friends of the Pharmacy Podcast Nation, saying, have a great day, fill some prescriptions, save some lives, do those consultations with love in your heart, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to separate you from the machines that just count pills. Ken Sternfeld for The Daily Dose. Have a wonderful day.